Welcome to Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. All right. NBA preseason has started. Uh, I've previewed the Eastern Conference quickly. But now, before I do the West, I'm going to talk about the Spurs. And I'm a little, I'm annoyed that I have to do this again, but I'm going to address it first and be done with it. Um, DeMar DeRozan did another interview and threw shade at the Spurs. Didn't watch the whole interview, so I mean, I'm, I, I hope I'm not taking anything out of context because I'm not interested in the interview. I know I probably should, but I just don't care. But I'll go based off the snippet that is catching everybody's attention. And it's... You know, I, I understand why DeMar does these interviews. And, you know, he's, a, he's an emotional guy. He likes to do deep dives into his emotions and his feels. Okay. But... <laughs> looking at what he said <laughs> and it's just it just makes him look bad but another case of you really probably should think more about before you speak Um, he he's coming off like he's a superstar, and he's not. He's basically blaming everybody else except himself for not competing and not winning games and competing in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I look. I'm happy he's somewhere that he's in. You know. Getting wins, going to the playoffs, whatever. But to go on and say that the problem was that they didn't, there wasn't enough talent around you. The talent that was here when you got here was the same talent that Kawhi was going to probably win a championship with. And then when Kawhi took over your squad, he won a championship. So the problems aren't the squads. The problems are probably you. Just saying. Uh, complaining about not being on TV and not being talked about. Um, feeling irrelevant. Um, one, that's really sad to complain about not being on TV. But not being relevant, that's again that that's kind of on you bud um i mean i gave him when he left i gave him his flowers and credit that you know he showed up every day he he didn't want to be traded but he still he showed up to work played pretty well but at the end of the day he's just not that dude we i mean we know that him and Kawhi are not built the same Kawhi is a superstar dim rosen is not and that's no one's fault. 
we had to trade Kawhi. We didn't want to trade Kawhi. We had to trade Kawhi. He wanted out. We know what happened. We know how it played out. We got the probably the best package we could for what we were trying to do. And it just didn't work. Okay, get over it. But if what matters most to him is being on TV and exiting the playoffs early, if that's what's been most important to him, okay, well, you have it. There you go. Move on. Because, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, all right, we're going to see you on TV getting bounced early in the playoffs, and then we're going to talk about you getting bounced. I mean, but to go back and say, oh, winning 50 games and going to the playoffs and all this stuff, yeah, that was in a time where the Eastern Conference was weak. And even though you're having all that success, you got bounced by LeBron like every year. So let's not talk of like you were doing, you're having this crazy success and winning titles or something. I mean, you got replaced and they won without you. That says something. <laughs> so... San Antonio didn't make you irrelevant, but uh, you just weren't that relevant to begin with. Sorry. All right, moving on to what is relevant, and that is the guys that actually do play for my Spurs. And the hot question right now is what's the starting five? You know, last year it changed a little bit here and there, depending on injuries and COVID. Uh we know who is going to start, right? We, we know Jakob's starting center. Keldon's going to start when he's healthy. Devin Vassell should be the other starting wing. Again, my show, so I'm going to throw my opinion out there, my two cents. And here's the starting five I would like to see. First off, I think there needs to be an open battle between Jeremy Sohan and Isaiah Robbie for the starting stretch four spot. I've said it before when we drafted Jeremy, when we signed Robbie, that those two guys and the versatility they're going to bring to that position is going to greatly help. Well, maybe not greatly. It's going to have a positive impact on Jakob and mask some the deficiencies that we complain about with Jakob. They're going to mask those and really help, especially with weak side defense, protecting the rim when Jakob's pulled out of the play by pick and rolls and really reduce the amount of second chance opportunities the other teams get. I lean towards Robbie just because he's got some NBA experience under his belt, but that's only because I haven't seen Sohan play. You know, the college film is one thing, but Summer League would have been something. You know, preseason, they play to Sunday night. Hopefully he gets some good minutes, so we'll, we'll figure more out as we go. I just lean towards Robbie at the moment. So let's pencil in Robbie. So now it's the point guard. It depends on how... It depends on what you want from that position. If you need someone that can play make, run the pick and rolls, run the offense, and yada yada yada, do the traditional point guard things, then your answer is Trey Jones. 
if you're looking for your best possible five, I I think it's got to be Primo. And I mean, I didn't even think Josh Richardson could step in and and run that position because at the end of the day, you just need someone that can bring the ball up without turning the ball over, call out the play, and then run the play. You don't need someone that can. You don't need a ten assist, eight assist game guy. We're gonna. This is gonna be a free flowing offense for the most part, and quite honestly, we're gonna have a lot of possessions that come down to into the shot clock, and someone is just gonna need to make a play. But if it comes down to that. I like Primo's ability to create his own offense more than most everybody on this team. Uh, you know, Vassell is working on his shot creating game, his ball handling. Cool. Keldon's game is really spot up shooting and then driving. So to me, the best shot creator, best off the dribble shot creator is Primo. So I, I would like to see Primo get the early nod. Again, he needs, he's got the MCL sprain, so if he's healthy to start the season, I'd like to see him start a point. I think it, you could easily see Trey Jones in that spot. You could see Josh Richardson in that spot easily. So it's going to be up to how they put him practice and preseason. You know, someone's those two positions that are open, someone's going to just step up and earn it. So it'll be fun to watch who does that. But heading into the season, we have pretty much the same questions as last year. Who's going to take advantage of the opportunities? Who's going to be the closer? Who's going to be the guy? You know, unfortunately, we got some of the answers we got last year. Well, those guys aren't here anymore. So now we have the same questions. And you know what? Closer-wise... I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to just who the hot hand is and matchups. But again, I think the best potential closer we have is Primo. I like guy. It's got to be the guy that can get his shot off at any time. Vassell has the tools to do that, and we'll see. And he could develop into that guy. Keldon just has a more stiffer game he's not as fluid on the offensive end as other guys he's not a big time shot creator i would like to see him post up more when he has size advantage which is why i'd like to see him slide back down to the three take advantage of his size and strength but i really think uh primo is going to develop into the starting point position and be our closer. He's got un- a lot of untapped potential. I'd like to see him start to tap into it. The other big thing is... <laughs> who's who's going to still be on the roster come trade deadline and end of season? Um, I mean, the three main names that are floated out there. Jakob, Doug, Josh. I will say this, though. And I, I've said it before, um, and I'll keep repeating it until someone hears me I don't see Josh Richardson getting traded I really firmly believe that he's on the list of guys that they've wanted and will keep on this team regardless of the situation rebuild competing whatever doesn't matter 
Nobody seems to remember that we almost traded Patty Mills for him. And then Dallas came in at the last minute and sent Seth Curry to Philly for him. So I think Richardson stays on the team, on the roster, the whole year. And we re- we will re-sign him. Uh, I think Doug gets moved. It's harder to move Doug at this moment because of that contract. $14 million is not the easiest to move. But I think at some point, especially once teams figure out where they are and what they need, his shooting ability is going to be desired. And then with Yakov, I mean, he's been desired since the trade to Allen last season. We'll see if they finally pull the trigger on a move with him. Who knows? I think I think with both of them, it's 50-50, pending the right package. Yakov uh, has a, carries more value than Doug, so I think it's a little harder to move Yakov. And then, what are the rookies going to do? You know, again, I think Sohan could... You could easily see Sohan starting at stretch four. You really can. Even if he doesn't start, I don't see a reason for him to spend much time, if any, in Austin. He fills a position of need. And Robbie's going to need a backup if he's the starter. Uh, but with Blake and Malachi... You know, there's some guys ahead of them. At least at the moment, there are. We'll see how training camp and preseason pans out. See what these guys can earn, because they still got to earn it. I can see both of them off and on, spending time in Austin. Just getting those minutes, getting the run. I'm also looking forward to seeing Barlow in Austin. One of our two-way guys. I... I'm excited to watch him play. He's an interesting guy. But it's just, uh, again, another season where everyone needs to temper their expectations. As a fan, I'm going to go into every game hoping and thinking the Spurs can win. And then at some point, just got to make the switch to analyst and watch them play and develop and grow. It's not a wins and loss kind of season. It's We're in the process. But I also want to say this. I don't believe they're tanking either. Doesn't mean they're trying to compete and go to the playoffs and all that. But everyone wants to say, oh, okay, we're tanking. We're going after the kid from France. I don't believe the Spurs are have that mentality. There are a lot of really smart people in that front office. And they know better than to put all your eggs in one basket. Shooting for the worst record only guarantees you the best odds of getting the number one pick. And what happens if you don't? Like, you went through all that for nothing. If that was your plan. I think the plan is, is to do all the right things that a rebuild needs. Trade away top assets. Get get draft capital. Keep some foundational young pieces. Keep the young pieces that you know you can build around 
in the future. Draft well. And if you can luck into that top pick, great. Great. But that doesn't losing doesn't guarantee you the top pick. And the top pick doesn't guarantee you anything either. That kid could be a superstar. He may not. And I don't see the Spurs having that mentality of putting all their money on one bet. I think they're of the mentality that we will not have a great record. We will have a top pick. And we will draft best available. Whoever that may be. And you don't you don't want to tempt basketball gods either. Man, they're they're fickle. <laughs> they will burn you. You know, I mean even look at this past draft. You know, Holmgren's gonna miss the whole year, but Bancaro may not neither one of those three guys may end up as the best player from this draft. Jaden Ivey could end up being the best player from the draft. Somebody else may be end up being the best player from this draft. You don't know. We don't know. We're all making educated guesses. So why try to tank for one guy when that one guy may not be the guy and you may not end up with him anyway? Just work the process, take what you get, and we'll see where we end up. It's the best you can do. As far as, you know, competing this season... I don't think we're going to be as bad as we could. We're not going to be very good. Somewhere in the range, 15 wins maybe. But I think we're going to compete more than people think. Especially if, uh, you know, Sohan and Robbie can solidify the stretch four position. I think at some point the team defense is actually going to be better than it was last year. Yes, I know everyone's going to say, well, well, how is the defense going to be better after you traded away Derek White and DeJounte? Well, I don't know if y'all really paid attention, but neither of those guys shut anybody down. They would make good plays. Um, like, DeJounte never shut his matchup down. <laughs> he, I, I like, I compare uh, DeJounte's defense to Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys. He will make spectacular plays here and there, but he's not going to shut anybody down. And he will give up plays, too. So, the reason why I think the team defense is going to be better is because with a proper stretch four, our defensive rebounding is going to be better. Our versatility is better. It doesn't mean we're going to shut teams down and win a bunch of games. But it's going to keep us in games more than we, more than people expect. And also being at the bottom, we're going to be that team on other on the good team schedules that they say they look at and say, okay, that night we can rest our stars. So there's going to be a few of those opportunities to steal wins against good teams because they're going to rest. I mean, it's just that's just the nature of the beast. So just. Another year of seeing who can take advantage of opportunities. Will Keldon and what kind of step can Keldon and Devin make in their progression? And how much are these rookies really going to get to play? And what can they what can they show? 
So I think it's going to be a fun season to watch. If you're all you care about is wins and losses, then you know go jump on someone else's bandwagon. If you're not going to support this team through the process, when they do become competitive again, and they will, you don't deserve to be the fan then. That's just my opinion. But preseason for the Spurs starts Sunday night, and watch the game through the Spurs app, which I am going to do. And we'll see how things shake out.